Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com. With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. So in part one, which was also available today, we learned about the potential for copywriting, and we learned Anna's story and, and so on. But now in part two, we dive a lot more deeply into the techniques and skills required and, and what you need to know and what you need to learn. It's not that hard, to be honest, to be a great copywriter and make millions of dollars. So now I want to start getting into the specific techniques, how to build these stories and how to create these types of offers, what else to include in these, whether they're letters, by the way, sometimes they're letters, sometimes it's script for videos, or sometimes it's a script for a webinar. It takes all sorts of forms hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of products being sold using copywriting techniques. And typically, at least in the universe I've seen, copywriters tend to get 3% of the overall sales. So if, so if somebody's selling a product and they have a nice big email list and, and they do Facebook ads or whatever, and they sell $60 million worth, which I've seen projects do, the copywriter makes like $1.8 million. So it's, this is yeah. very lucrative. If you If you just stumble on one good product, you get rich. And so or <laughs> if your copywriting is good combined with the, the product. Yep. So there's two areas where I've seen people talk about this and I'm not a professional copywriter. I don't really know how to do it, but there's two directions I've seen people talk about. One is what I'm going to call the six U's. In your copywriting letter, you have to describe the urgency of this, of this mm -hmm. offer, like why this is important now. Like yes. in your example, yep. mm -hmm. grandmother just had a a grandchild and now it's urgent that she solves the problem. So she becomes a favorite grandmother. And then there's, yeah. <laughs> that's so urgency. Then there's uniqueness. Why is this solution unique? Because otherwise I can just buy something off the shelf or whatever. You have to describe why and how it's useful, which is obvious. And then you have to, you have to be ultra specific, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. um, so like our app knows where you are, your credit card is preloaded. You hit a, a, a button and a car shows up in four to five. This is just an example. I don't know if that's, good, but that was an example of Uber. Uh, User-friendly. So you have to make it as easy as possible for someone to say yes. Like, and, and Anna, like you were just saying, like a money back guarantee or a giveaway or, or you're offering something that's of, clearly of much greater value than people are paying. So it has to be very user-friendly and then unquestionable proof. So yes. Yeah. That's super important. Yeah. Testimonials and, or maybe authority like Dr. Oz had me on the show and yes, you know, and or or testimonials like here's you know Sandy S. You know from Mass Boston, Massachusetts, 
tried this and lost 87 pounds in so many weeks or whatever. Yeah. So those are the the six U's or there's kind of Robert Cialdini's stuff, which is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, reciprocity, which is mm-hmm. likability, uh, uh, answering all objections, you know, authenticity, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I lean more toward the Robert Cialdini as far as like what I've studied and, and, I actually wasn't familiar with those six U's, but I love it. I was starting to take notes and I totally agree with all of those. And I think they're all incredibly important. So a lot of what, you know, most of the most successful copywriters are doing, it's very similar. And then everybody's putting their own framework around it, right? Their own spin on it. But all this goes back to is human psychology, right? What is going to prompt us to take an action? What are these universal buying triggers? So because Robert Cheney's been on the podcast, let's just go through his six principles of persuasion and how you use them for copywriting. So, so his first one is reciprocity. So you, people are more inclined to give when they've also received. So you want to give something of value. And this is where, you know, all these online launches come into play. Like uh, Jeff Walker obviously created the product launch formula. And, you know, you'll see people doing these informative videos and they might do a series of videos and then they're asking for the sale. And that, I mean, he has a whole concept. Obviously, I don't, I don't, don't want to step on Jeff Walker's toes and start teaching his material. Um, but he he has a, he talks about the sideways sales letter where basically like his whole formula is predicated on you take the traditional long form sales letter like your old school copywriter would write and you kind of turn it on its side and chop it up into pieces. And that, those are the, the, the videos that you're releasing. And then you open up the offer. So all the way along, you're giving this value. You're giving this value. Um, so that's reciprocity is, you know, we want to give... How do you get people to watch the videos? Well, that that is a great question. And a question that um, a lot of people are thinking about now, especially when there's a lot more content available. So... I personally think that that strategy worked better a couple of years ago and actually doing things live in real time versus produce videos now. So you can take this the same messaging, but actually be live for it and create a sense of community around it. I think mm. that's much more effective. That's what we're seeing as far as you know the launches that are m- the most successful. So, so in these videos, it might be like a lot of education about weight loss or yes. financial stuff. So so you're, that's how you're giving something like before you get into the the details of what you're offering. And then uh, what, what so how do you, I don't even understand this Cialdini one. Uh, the next principle of persuasion is commitment or consistency. Like how do you bring that into copywriting? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about a, a webinar script, which is basically a form of a sales letter that someone's speaking out on a video, right? You're teaching. So that's some reciprocity during the webinar. And then this um, consistency and commitment, you're getting the yeses along the way. So this is the idea of, this is where people started offering tripwires. You know, like someone joins your email list and they hit the thank you page and you have a, hey, here's a little $7 thing. And if you can get them to opt in immediately, they now identify themselves as a customer. And so they're going to be likely to, when you come out with a $47 thing, oh, I love James, James, I buy James's stuff. I'm a customer of James. Cool. Let me look at this. They're going to look at it more intently. So in, let's say, a webinar script, consistency, you're getting the yeses throughout. So for example, um, if I'm writing a webinar script for a client, I'm going to say something like, uh, before we get into the teaching part of it, I'm going to say something like, you know, I have a problem. I have two decades of experience in this area and I have 60 minutes with you. So 
that's an issue. I obviously can't tell you what I've spent 20 years learning. I'm being my hypothetical client, what I've spent 20 years learning in 60 minutes, but I'm going to make you a promise. And that promise is that I'm going to tell you everything I can about these three points. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to go deeper with this work and to come into a program with me. Does that sound good? Type a one in the comments if that sounds good. And then they're saying, yeah, that sounds good. And so you've just gotten their commitment that they're on board to hear that pitch at the end. So that when you make it, it doesn't feel like it's like, wait a second, a bait and switch. And I think so many people have watched webinars by now that everybody knows the pitch is coming. Um, but it, it can feel a little dicey when people transition from the value and the reciprocity part to the offer if you haven't set it up along the way. So that's commitment this, and consistency. This reminds me of the, there's, a, there's something called the Benjamin Franklin technique. So Benjamin Franklin, um, when he was a young guy, he was in the Pennsylvania State Assembly and there was an older guy who didn't like him. And so Benjamin Franklin asked this guy, the older guy, hey, I know you have a big book collection. Can I borrow this XYZ book? And the guy was a little surprised and said, sure, here's here's the book. And then Benjamin Franklin returned it a week later. I don't even know if he read it or not. And then after that, the guy was never voted against Benjamin Franklin because the idea is he's thinking, I am the type of person who gives Benjamin Franklin things. Yeah. So, and it, it, that was the commitment and consistency. Okay. The next Cialdini principle is social proof. Well, okay, no brainer. Testimonials, you know, those screenshots, if you have, you know, DMs from people, this changed my life, XOXO, <laughs> you know, putting those all on the sales letter or uh, video case studies where, I mean, you've seen some big offers, they'll fly camera crews into some of their, their big transformational case studies homes and they'll, they'll have them sharing. I bought, <laughs> this is funny, I bought a <laughs> like a hip hop dance academy largely online like dance academy largely because they featured this like middle-aged lawyer like learning how to hip-hop dance and i was like oh my gosh i'm a middle-aged ex-lawyer this is for me <laughs> so that can be really huge yeah and then and then related to this is authority yes so Authority, you know, when you see a sales page and it's got those as featured in, you know, as featured on the Oprah show, Dr. Oz, obviously those are huge authority builders, um, but also you can have authority in any kind of niche, you know, so your authority, if you're doing something local, may be um, in your local community, but something to show that you have set yourself apart as a leader in whatever you're pro professing that you, you're an expert in. And then the next one is liking. Liking. So, of course, being relatable, as I said, when you're talking about your uh, your case studies, uh, sorry, excuse me, your, your meet the mentor section of your sales page, being relatable and revered. So being relatable. So like kind of maybe even self-deprecating a little bit or just saying that you've been there also, that you've been where you've been where the reader is at some point. Right. So there's not a, a shield between you and that person that you're speaking to. There's not a mask on that there, there's a level of approachability. And when you combine that likability with the authority, that's very, very attractive. And then, and this is critical. This last one is kind of interesting for digital products for various reasons, but scarcity, which is, is, you know, you have to say, Hey, act now because we only have a hundred left, but 
that that's not believable with a digital product. <laughs> right. And and it's so it's so bad when people try to do that with digital. Yeah. Like it's going away soon. You're like, it literally could be infinitely produced. So yeah. that can be actually really damaging if you're you if you're using it incorrectly. Um, so scarcity, um, I sometimes see scarcity and urgency as sisters, right? So and in something digital, I'm going to lean much more heavily on urgency than scarcity. So the urgency of, hey, this has a hard deadline. So yeah, I mean, we could produce millions of copies, but we're only going to hold this open until Friday. And then we'll open it again next year. Um, but scarcity, you know, that is a trickier one with digital. And sometimes people will have maybe, let's say, a VIP tier where, you know, you're getting some sort of actual virtual one-on-one support from either the mentor themselves or a team of coaches that they've hired. And though that's where you can bring in scarcity. Like we really do have 20 spots in this cohort. And, you know, that's the bandwidth that we have to serve. So when those are gone, those are gone. I see other techniques that I feel are important too, like answer all objections. So yeah. in, in the letter or yeah. the webinar or whatever, you have to kind of answer the potential objections before they're raised. Obviously there's objections to anything, mm -hmm. but what's an example of answering objections that's above and beyond? I tell my clients that almost all questions are actually objections disguised as questions. So for example, when's the call schedule for this program? It's like, well, why is that person asking that? Are they thinking I'm only going to say yes to this program if the calls are convenient in my schedule? That could potentially be an objection. Oh, I don't have Thursdays at noon free. So maybe this isn't for me. So you want to be thinking through, um, how can I disarm that objection? So, hey, the calls are on Thursdays at noon and they're all recorded. And if you can't make it, you can always ask your question before um, and I will answer it live. You don't have to be present to get your questions answered. And we have a robust online community where I'm answering questions daily between calls. So while we love for you to be on the calls, it's just an added value. And you're going to get the full value of the program, even if you can't attend live. Um, another huge one that comes up in online products is how long will this take me to complete? And if you just answer that outright, you're kind of screwed because you don't know what that person's potential objection is based off that question alone, but they probably have an objection. They're probably either thinking, oh, I want the most, like I'm a learner. This better be filled with lots of videos and worksheets and I want to feel like I'm getting like all the stuff. Or they could be thinking, I'm super busy. If this person can't give me the solution in eight hours or less, I'm not interested in this program. So if you just dive in and answer that outright without kind of pre-framing and addressing both of those objections, let's, let's say in your FAQ section of your sales page, like, FAQ, how long will this take me to complete? You know, well, you want to disarm their objections rather than just saying, you can expect to spend two to three hours a week on this program. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I, I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period, and I loved it. I, loved, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs, 
and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was, I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests? And having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldercher, would you like to apply to be VP of en entertainment at NBC or whatever? So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything than go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. 
The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I definitely got to use him from now Not on. that you need it. You're, you're young and healthy. James, I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might, you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash James. Could you imagine that? There's a whole section just with my name on it. Hymns.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's HIMS.com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. All right. And then really important question is, so this kind of provides the framework of, you know, what a good copywritten letter or webinar or video is. And, and then there's other stuff like, you know, should it be long, small, there, there's a lot of subtleties here. There's things called lift letters. There's, uh, uh, all this stuff, but how does someone get into the business? Like I have two daughters. I want them to watch this video and quit their jobs and become copywriters. Like how to, like after assuming they learn the techniques and, and so on, which is, which we've sort of outlined here, how does someone actually get into the business and become a copywriter? Yeah. So, um, I think it is important that someone at least likes writing. But to your point, I don't think you need to have a ton of formal training. In fact, some of the best copywriters on the planet, you know, have high school educations, didn't go to college. So I, I don't think, you know, I would encourage people not to get wrapped up in, um, you know, oh, well, I didn't major in English, doesn't matter. Um, but it is a skill set. So I would say you want to start reading books like, Robert Cialdini's influence. You want to understand these psychological buying triggers. And then um, Ray Edwards was my copywriting mentor. What's his name? Ray, Ray no. Edwards. No. Um, so he wrote some stuff for Tony Robbins. He's written for a lot, a lot of the big online um, industry peeps. And so I joined a year-long apprenticeship with Ray to really like say, hey, you know, I want to, I want to invest in this training. I want to get that mentorship and that guidance from someone who has built, you know, and charges 150 grand for a sales letter. I want to get that mentorship directly from that person. So that would be, you know, I think it's like the old school apprenticeship, you know, finding someone who's done it and getting in with them. But how do I find a, a client or a job doing this? A copywriting client? Yeah. So I say that the copywriting business is relationships and referrals. So once you feel confident that you're ready to take on a client, you start telling people, I am a copywriter. I write words that sell and all businesses need copy. So when you know that you can provide value for a client and you will just start saying it, name it and claim it. I'm a copywriter. I can help you sell your offers. And how I did it was, which is, you know, that's the, the way I know how to do it, right? Because that's how I did it was I was willing to take jobs at a low cost first, but then 
as soon as I saw that I was producing real life results and I could get that social proof, of course, that built my own confidence because I don't want to charge people money if I'm not actually getting them results. But as I saw, oh, I charged them, you know, like one of the first launches I wrote for, I charged $3,000, $3,200 to write the launch. A launch copy is a lot of copy. And she made 60 grand, right? So immediately it's like, oh, okay. Like I need to charge more for this. Well, what was that course? It was called uh, Chakra Girl Business School. Wow. So she was using some kind of Eastern philosophy to give you uh, to be successful in business. And so she was teaching a course on that or a newsletter or... Yeah, it was like a group coaching program where she was... Um, and, and I believe still runs it, you know, was helping people align, like mixing the business training with the energetics. And my mom's a yoga teacher. I taught yoga for 13 years. So I felt very aligned. Oh, cool. This is this is interesting. Like, um, you know, this is an interesting way of blending the business with the energetic practices. All right. And so what's what's like another way? Like I would think, uh, you know, if, if it was my, let's say my daughter wanted to be a copywriter and let's say again, she she somehow learned the skill set, you know, beyond what we discussed here. I think we just kind of outlined the skill set here and there's there's more nuances about mm-hmm. the whole business. But now she wants to find a client. Could, is one way like maybe she could cold email like copywriting ideas to a business or, 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 or you know, I guess you could see what emails you're getting because those people are hiring copywriters. And if it's not a good copywritten letter, you can write back and say, look, give me a try. I'll do it for free, but give me 2% yep. of sales or something like that. Yeah. I mean, one strategy is to actually go to a business that you want to write for, you know, actually see what they're doing. Okay. And then write an email for them that they, that you then send to them. Hey, I love what you're doing. I believe in your mission. I think I can, you know, obviously there's a way to do this with tact and not sound condescending, but like, I would love to help you improve your copywriting. I took the liberty of writing this email. I would love for you to, you know, feel free. It's, it's yours for free. Send it to your list. If it works for you, I'd love to talk about how I can support you further. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great idea. It's the giving mm-hmm. and no one let's say they just take it and make a ton of money and give you nothing. It's no problem because at yes. the very least it's an example of your work and the results and B they're probably going to everybody wants the, their business to do well and if they weren't if their prior copywriting wasn't doing well and yours works, they they definitely going to have more products and they're going to use want to use your copy for more. I remember, and most by the way, most traditional businesses have no clue about copywriting at all. It's just like me when I first heard these guys talking about copywriting. They wanted to be born yes. as, as copywriters. I hadn't even know I no clue. Because I, I remember one time I published a book, this is like 10 years ago, where I, the, the publisher wrote a letter to their email list. And they had like a million people on their list. But they did, now in retrospect, looking at that letter, they made every mistake you could possibly make. Like they <laughs> they they just described the book. They actually had a break where you had to like, click to another page to to finish reading and then and that's really bad because it gives people an opportunity to just not click away yeah any any friction at all is is Mm -hmm. bad and so most businesses most traditional businesses have no clue but i wouldn't necessarily pitch a traditional business because they still have no clue but i would i would pitch the businesses that know copywriting is important so like like this chakra person knew knew she wasn't going to beat a traditional business so she needed copywriting to succeed and she probably had an email list for whatever reason. Yes. And and or or like uh an investment newsletter is is a great example. Uh I don't know if these still are around, but like dating, you know, pickup tricks like <laughs> yeah. those 
or, or and definitely diet or other nutritional stuff like you know these are our special brain foods are good for your brain and whatever like those yes. those nutritional stuff like i think um what there was a saying like get rich get laid lose weight are like the three <laughs> verticals where yeah. copywriters are successful and then and then also sometimes the hobby niche like really weird kind of niches but that have like a cult like following like knitting or you know back in the day scrapbooking you know some of those like can really sell a lot online and the people who are doing things digitally and and understand the value of copywriting are as you say great people to pitch to because they already have a desire and a demand for that skill and it's a lot easier to just take something to someone that they already desire than to try to drum up the desire and demand that being said I have clients that we've certified through my copywriting certification who have just pitched to local businesses. One in particular I'm thinking of, she pitched to a doctor. There was a doctor that she thought was just doing great things, you know, and with everything that's going on right now. And so she just said, hey, I just got my copywriting certification. I love what you're doing. If you ever need support, I would love to be, you know, to be someone who could help you. And funny enough, they were, you know, inundated with requests and absolutely needed support. And that turned into, you know, long-term consulting gig for her. And now I, I also, if you're a great copywriter, you could create your own products and sell them. Yes. And you could build your list with like cheap Facebook ads and do some giveaway. Like here's my free uh, 61 tips for uh, uh, weight loss. And that builds your free email list with everybody who downloads it gives, your, e gives their email yep. address. And then you write your your higher end product, your more expensive product, that was a free giveaway. Then you have a more expensive product that now you're able to send a copywritten letter to your, your list that you built by giving something away for free. Yes. And that is, so how I transitioned out of law, I built my first six figures just writing for other people. But then to scale up from there, I created my own stuff. So yes, I could still make money writing for other people, but I also, um, you know, that it is, I will say, it's pretty energy and time intensive to write great copy because you need to really understand that market. You need to understand the voice of that business owner. But beyond that, you need to also understand the voice of that client's potential clients. So it it's not, it's not the hardest nut to crack, but it it definitely requires some focus and some energy and some intensity. And so as I had built up the first six figures while I was, you know, practicing law still full time, just wrote copy mornings, nights and weekends. Um, then I thought, you know, I'd like to have a little more time back. So I created my own offers and then those could be leveraged. So we had one that was nine, $997. <laughs> we have one, you know, it's $3,000. And eventually I scaled up and, you know, did a $30,000 mastermind. Um, but that created you know, also multiple streams of revenue too. Because you know you talk a lot about, you don't want to ever have one person who's kind of like making the financial decisions for you, where if right. they get ticked off, you know, you're screwed. That's not a good situation to be in. And I even saw that in law, like a firm you know, that leans too heavily on one big client is in a precarious position. So I always wrote for a handful of copywriting clients. And then I have my own offers low ticket, medium ticket, high ticket, so that, you know, if one thing goes away, cool, there's other things to step in and, and have that buffer. And now 
for people who want to know more, I, one of the reasons I was interested in talking to you is you teach copywriting also. Like, so how do people yes. find your course? And I'll mention this in the intro as well, but how do people find your course and learn more about copywriting? I think we hit a lot of great details and I really appreciate it because I know you, you teach this for a living also. So, but, but like, how do people find your course so they can learn more? Yeah. So they can go to sarahannapowers.com forward slash certify. So my Sarah has no H on the end, S-A-R-A-A-N-N-A-P-O-W-E-R-S.com forward slash certify. And they can find out details about the certification. If we're open, they can jump in. And if we are you know, closed, we'll, we'll be opening again and they can get on our priority notification list. And why do people need certification? So they'll learn. That, so wait, I'm assuming yeah. they learn all the skills. Yeah. And then once they're through the program, you certify them. Yep. And why are they? Why is the certification an, an, uh, an issue? Three reasons. One, there's a level of authority that comes with that. When you can tell a client, hey, I actually invested and got trained and got certified because I do actually personally review the copy of everyone who certifies through us. Hmm. So we keep those cohorts really small and intimate so that they do get my actual stamp of approval. And I, I do a like 12 calls within uh, within a two-month period where I'm really digging deep with those writers to make sure that they can get clients results. So that's an authority builder when they can list, you know, our seal on their website. Right. Then uh, I mentioned that one of the best ways to get started in this business, in my opinion, is relationships and referrals. So in my own company, I still write done for you copy for clients, but we have a lot more requests than I can personally fulfill on. So right now, you know, we're recording in September. I'm, I'm booking for January, you know, so there's a lot of requests that come into our company that I can't personally handle. So I pass those on to our certified writers. So it can be a really great way for them to jumpstart and get, you know, lots of our writers. Um, I can send them referrals that more than make back their investment in the training. And then the third is you just want to master the skills. <laughs> and so I've been doing this professionally for a number of years. I've gotten really great results for our clients. And so they can have the chance, just like I learned from Ray, you know, they can learn from me. And I've actually done this in the real world and continue to do it in the real world. So it's not just theory. Well, wow, I'm going to try. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to show this to my kids and see if they <laughs> Love line it. up. We'll, we'll, we'll see if they're motivated. I'm honored. <laughs> Anna Powers, thanks so much for giving us the lowdown on copywriting. I've personally seen many people make millions of dollars using copywriting and it's not like something I've sought out to find, but I see these people do really well. Like, and it's from scratch. Like, like you say, you don't need like a degree in it or yep. anything like that. You need to just understand these principles, be, be well taught, try it a few times and get better and better. And then you'll have, a, you know, eventually some bonanza product that you've, you've sold millions of dollars worth and, and it might be your product, it might be someone else's, but you'll make a ton of money. This is not like a side hustle. This is like a way to build wealth. So, yeah. uh, Anna, thanks a lot. And, uh, heck, maybe I'm gonna have to call you for, you convinced me. I'm gonna have to call you for some copywriting now. I would be honored. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been a total pleasure. Thank you, Anna. Bye. Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. 
From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com.